Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When life feels out of control and it seems like everything is dark and gloomy, don't lose hope. God is there and He loves you. He loves you so much that He sent His only Son to die for you so that you can have a hope in a future. Today in his update, Pastor J.D. reminds us of the gospel in spite of all the darkness around us. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 28th, 2022. Hey, you know, uh, here, here's the, the carbon footprint, and we need to get that down, and, and we can be effective in doing that with reproductive care abortions, sterilization vaccines. Oh man, that's another one. Ah. Nah, I'm good. No, I'm not good. There's no one good, but are you good? <laughs> We okay so far? Okay, one last thing. Can I? There, okay. And we talk about the number of deaths as a direct result of this uh, injection, which I know we've talked about the whole DNA thing, and maybe that's, we've talked about it in the past, maybe that's another update date for another time, uh, if we have time. <laughs> I'd be mean, great if we had the rapture, I wouldn't have to do that update. But what's missed oftentimes is the sterilization that's caused from these injections. It is a sterilization of people so they cannot reproduce. That was the agenda all along, to reduce the population of the earth, to get it down to, I mean, I have quotes in my archives, you've probably seen them as well, from people like Henry Kissinger and uh, what's that, uh, Ted Turner, at <laughs> uh, all? They'll say things like, you know, uh, there's too many people and they're using too much stuff, so let them eat insects. We need to depopulate the earth. Where do you think they got that from? They got it from Satan. Why do you think they got that from Satan? Because Satan seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He hates us. I, I don't know if you knew that or not. He hates your guts. But Jesus loves your guts. <laughs> and He loves my guts too. He hates you. Why? Because you were created in the image of God. He hates anything that has anything to do with God. And He wants to destroy it. That's why. Well, that's... Uh, this is what I mean by, you're either going to be excited about all this or terrified by all of this. I'll end the way we began. 
and simply say that we just cannot have that much longer. And this by virtue of the swiftness with which everything is happening. This is why we do these updates. It's for this purpose. This is why we end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation, because we're at the end. There's no more time. This is the end of time. This is how it ends. And we're not talking decades. At the very most, we might be talking years. I doubt it. I think it would be safer to suggest that we're talking months and possibly even weeks. That's how close we are. And if you really think about it, everything that's happening right now already has this unstoppable momentum. It's already happening. So wouldn't it stand to reason that what we're told would happen, and as we look around and we see it already happening, (laughs) and we were told it would happen before it happened, and you're looking at this thing going, it's happening. I just picture Jesus saying, I told you, I told you so. Well, He wants us to know that when these things begin to come to pass, we're to look up and lift up our heads because our redemption draws nigh. This is it. This is the end. Does this mean we don't have long-term plans? Not at all. Have plans, don't let them have you. Hold on loosely to everything. Hold on loosely to the things of this world. And let it go, man. (laughs) Let it go. What is the gospel? I want to spend a little bit of time on the gospel, because the gospel isn't just for those who don't believe, it's for those who do believe. The good news. And yes, it is for the unbeliever to believe, but like with John 13 and John 14, it's also for the believer, because the gospel is a much needed reminder. Every time we partake of communion, it's a reminder. Remember, as often as you do this, remember me, what I did for you, because we forget the power of the gospel as a believer. I'm already saved, so can I leave now? No, you cannot. We're going to block the doors. And Why? Because I need to be reminded that it is finished. There's nothing I do. It's been done. So quit trying and start trusting. That's the gospel. Very simple. Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all. There's nothing you can do. It's finished. Rest in and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. You know what the worst thing I can do is, is get up here, as is my privilege to every week, stand behind this pulpit and start telling you, you need to pray more. You need to give more. You need to, by the way, for those of you online, we don't even receive an offering. Nothing wrong with that. We just don't do that. 
The only time we talk about money is when we're at a place in God's Word where God's Word talks about money. Even then, I tread very carefully because of, sadly, the abuses within Christendom over the years when it comes to money. But the worst thing I can do is stand up here and say, do, 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 do. And you walk out here going, I can't. That's right, you can't. And you don't have to, because it's already done. He did it for you, instead of you. And that's the good news, the gospel, for believers. And maybe you're here today or watching online, you needed to hear that, because the devil's got you on that treadmill, in the rat race. I love how one said it. The thing about the rat race, even if you win, you're still a rat. I don't know, that just stuck with me. I don't know why. But isn't that true? It's this never-ending, unending, vicious cycle, unattainable. Why? What are you doing? Stop! It's already been done. It has? Yeah. Good news. It's finished. It is? Yeah. Nothing else? No. Are you sure? No. No. Well, what about all those other things? Well, that comes as a result. It becomes a get to, not a got to. I, I get to, not, not a got to. Man, I, I, I got to go to church more often. I got to pray more. I got to give more. <laughs> no, it's not a got to. And that's the good news, the gospel. I heard uh, something, hang hang in there with me, I hope I, I think this is the Holy Spirit. The word gospel in the New Testament Greek, in the original language, carries with it the idea of someone who brings good news back home from the battlefield that the victory's been won. Good news, the gospel. Oh, who, who, who won the victory? Jesus. The battle's already been won. Good news. Could you imagine being in that city, waiting to hear news from the battlefield? And then here, come, here comes the runner. Oh, how beautiful are the feet of those who run to bring the good news. The victory's been won. Oh, that's what the gospel is. The ABCs, please, again, I know I probably say this every week, but don't turn this into a formula, because then you're doing the very thing I just got done yelling at you not to do. (laughs) This isn't something you have to do. It's already been done. It's not like, you know, if I don't insert tab A into slot B, I'm not really saved. No! This is just a, a tool to be equipped with. Should the Lord ever present you with the profound privilege of being able to share Jesus Christ with someone who desperately needs Jesus? This first one, the A, which means and stands for admit or acknowledge, is so important. In fact, it starts here and ends here. Because if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner, you're not interested in a Savior. And the average person on the street, when you talk with them, they're going to tell you that they're a good person. And you have to tell them the bad news first, because the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. Don't email me. I know that's not proper English. But see, you have to take them 
to the Word of God, which is a mirror, and shows them them as God sees them, the perfect mirror of God's law, and show them that they've broken that law. And there is no one righteous, save one. Not even one, save one. His name is Jesus, who fulfilled the law that you broke. And by the way, even if you didn't break nine of the ten and only broke one, no go. You're still a lawbreaker. You've still broken the law. And this is Romans 3.23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark, which is what the word sin means, that archery term of missing the bullseye, falling short. We've all transgressed the law of God. Now, I'm in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, you are. In fact, you have a court appearance. Oh, when's the court appearance? Uh, today. Today? I'm not ready. Now, you have to show up at court and enter your plea. What's your plea going to be? Guilty as charged. Now we have to enter the sentencing phase of your trial. And bad news, it's the death sentence. Because Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty bad news. Okay, you ready for some good news? I really am. The good news is, is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now watch this. Gift, keyword, wages, keyword. Wages you earn, deserve. Gift you receive, you don't pay for it. If you pay for the gift, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. But it's a gift. Well, who purchased it? Jesus did. We are not our own, but purchased (laughs) with a price, and it cost him everything. His life and his blood shed in our stead. And that's the good news. Jesus became a man, fully God, fully man. And he went to that cross and died for us in our place to purchase us. And then he offers every single one of us this gift of eternal life, there for the receiving. It's already been paid for. He already paid for it. Here's the gift. It's eternal life. All we have to do is receive it and believe. That's the B. And it's really as simple as believing in your heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. You mean it's as simple as be? Yeah. The C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Again, not a formula. Not a, you got to do this. No, this is what comes as a result of believing in your heart, the expression. You confess with your mouth, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And this is what I mean by the gospel is for the saved and the unsaved alike. Because do you realize what 
the implications of this are, I'm justified. There's nothing I have to do. I'm already justified. I love that word justified because it's one of those words that sounds like what it means, just if I'd never sinned. Oh man, that takes the weight off. Good. Because there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. It's been paid for. You're justified. Though your sins be as scarlet, He's made them white as snow. He's removed them as far as the east is from the west. Stop letting the enemy build an infrastructure of guilt and condemnation in your life, because that's what's going to keep you from the Lord. That's his whole strategy. Once you get saved, he shifts his strategy. Before you get saved, he wants to keep you from the Lord. And then you come to the Lord and get saved. Now he shifts his strategy to distance you from the Lord. And he knows the sin and the guilt and the condemnation will do it. That's why he goes on condemning you. And this need not be. All you have to do is get to the cross where that was all paid for. You're justified. Lastly, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He will in no wise cast out anyone who calls upon Him, believing in Him. Well, I want to close with today's But God testimony. It comes from Susan. Finally, it's my turn to write my But God testimony. (laughs) I've been listening to your updates since somewhere in 2020 when my husband and I were in the middle of quite some traumatic, stressful circumstances together with our three young children. Every week the But God story strengthened my trust and left me curiously asking the Lord, I wonder how you're going to write our but God story. For over two years I waited and saw him unfold it, and I sensed that now is the time to share it. When COVID entered the world, we were serving in a Dutch organization that works in the Netherlands as well as in the Middle East. My husband and I met and served in Israel till 2009. And after our return to the Netherlands, we went through some troublesome years in areas of jobs and homes, years that were made joyous because we received a son and two daughters from heaven. So when in 2017 we were chosen to be the new site managers of the conference center of this organization, we felt blessed to serve the Lord, the people of Israel, and the Dutch in this special way. We moved with our family to the site and hoped to be able to raise our kids there. Then the leadership at the club was replaced, and sometime after that COVID came. In June 2020, the organization told us that because of financial consequences from the lockdown and restrictions, they had to let us go. Destroy the lives, the livelihood of people destroyed. A very painful process started in when we ended up without jobs and without a home. Since I was a teenager about 30 years ago now, my favorite song was, Jesus, lover of my soul, singing, though my world may fall, I'll never let go. Every time thanking God, my world had not fallen apart. So the evening after we heard the devastating news that we were about to lose our life as it was, I said, Lord, this is it. 
It is happening. My world is falling, but I will never let you go. Again and again, I sang this song while tears were falling down my face. Humanly speaking, it was very hard to find new jobs and impossible to find a home for five. As I weekly listened to your prophecy updates and waited for our but God story to unfold, we started praying for direction and trusting God for His provision. We encouraged our kids to ask for what they longed for, trusting God that He would give each one of us what we needed. They all prayed for a new home and a quiet place. I prayed for a house where they can go to school and see friends without me being their taxi driver. Impossible in Holland to have both. September 2020, some friends offered to ask their prayer group to pray for us. They only told them our first names and that we were in very difficult circumstances. God spoke encouraging words to them, which were clearly from Him, and told us that He knew how hard it all was, and that He would take care of us. Maybe that's a word for somebody. Yes, I will never let you go, but God will never let you go. He will always take care of you. Fast forward, my husband and I found new jobs. He loved his, and I didn't like mine, but felt it was good to accept it. Just in time, before we had to leave our home, God provided a house we could rent for one year. I wondered why He didn't provide a home for the long term, but trusted He had a reason. We received it with a thankful heart, and we're glad the kids didn't need to switch schools. At the end of 2021, we started searching for the next house. I am part of a WhatsApp group with over 100 Dutch women that are loving the Lord and supporting each other. Most of us have never met. I shared our prayer request for a house, and a lady responded, We recently moved and are looking for neighbors that love the Lord (laughs) and are awake about what is going on in the world. We were hesitant at first because the village where she lives was quite far from where we live, but God, in His wisdom, peacefully brought us to this village anyway. We see the world around us becoming harsher and are preparing in every way for tough times. But we are living in a cute house in a street where it is safe in matters of being unvaxxed and stuff. It's close to a better school than the one the kids left, close to school friends and shops, close to fields to go for a walk, and farmers equal food, (laughs) and close to the water, which we prayed for. The woman that was searching for new neighbors is a good friend now, and our families are spending time together and sharing faith and life. My husband loves his job as a caregiver, and God surprised me this past June with a job that is very close to our home and a more relaxed but more of a challenge than I've had in over 15 years. Does he know what is ahead and what we need? I've never been more certain of the answer to that question. I look forward to meeting my fellow church members. That's you. And pastor, that's me, when we go up. But I guess we will be busy worshiping our Lord and Savior. Be blessed to be a blessing. Susan. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.